Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Osher Ginsberg Podcast. I'm Osher Ginsberg. This is episode 149 of the show with Mr. Tommy Little. You can find him on Twitter. He's at Tommy underscore Little. Thanks for being here. Thanks uh, very much to everybody that supports the show through Patreon, patreon.com slash Osher for as little as five bucks a month. You can get a warm feeling in your tummy that you're giving back to this show and also get exclusive episodes that are only available to people that are uh, support the show and uh yeah a warm feeling in your tummy every time you listen to this show on a monday going oh yeah i helped make that because you did because i couldn't make the show without you patreon.com slash osher thanks to everybody that uh helped out this week i uh, got a whole bunch more extra people that um pledged this week so thank you very much to all of you thank you everyone again to supporting the bachelor really grateful for that it's doing really well uh, it's all anyone can talk about uh, on, online. Uh, I know that I'm looking through a lens of Bachelor lens, but it's pretty high profile uh, at the moment. And uh, I guess the other metric I have to go by is how often people I don't know come up to me and go, hey, Osha, I just wanted to... And they talk to me as if they know me. And uh, and that's... Uh, they're just people that have watched the... Sh- they are people that have watched the show and they feel like they know me and that means I'm doing a good job and it's really good to see. I haven't seen that since the earlier seasons of Idol and that's really exciting. Big hey to everybody that sent a photo in this week. I absolutely love it. Nothing makes my day quite as much as when I get a photo from someone who's listening to this show. You're listening on a phone right now. I know you are. I see the stats. Uh, 
people have took out their phones and they take a photo of what they're seeing when they're listening to the show. I've got photos of ironing boards, postal delivery routes, bike lanes, university courtyards. It's absolutely the best. You are listening to you are listening to this on a phone. I can I can see the stats. There's only about 20 of you that listen on a on a on a desktop, but everybody else listens on their phone. Um take that phone out of your pocket or your bag or whatever. If you're driving, pull over. Just take a photo and send that photo to me. Send Osher email at gmail.com. Or you can tag me on in Instagram or Snapchat. There's people listening all over the world, and I, I would want to call out a few. It would be pretty good. Uh, there are people that listen. Check this out. There's people that listen in uh, Bulgaria, Chile, Finland, Hungary, Iran, Laos, Norway, Peru. There's one person that listens in each of those countries. There's one person that listens in Belgium, one person listening in Samoa, one person listening in Peru. There's one person listening in the Solomon Islands. I'd love to get a photo from you. Love to get a photo from you. Uh, but wherever you are, even if you're not in one of those places, uh, I, 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 I love a photo from a, a dirty kitchen, then a clean kitchen, because uh, people listen as they're doing housework. I do all my housework listening to podcasts. I don't know about you. I love a photo from a from a kitchen or, or, a, or a domestic a situation just as much as I love a photo from somewhere exotic because uh, I'm just grateful to be a part of your day. I really, really, really am. Hey, I hope your week was good. I hope your week was good. I was up in uh, Brisbane to do a couple of days of work with the breakfast team there. Superb to see Stav and Abby again. They're just so good at what they do. They're radio legends. If you are in Brisbane, we're on every morning uh, from six. I do try to bring the tiniest bit of what I do in this show uh, to the radio, just a few little bits here and there, just enough to... I guess, peak curiosity, just enough to make people curious about a, a possibly a different point of view. Um, I am working on being quite reactionary. I, I do want to have deeper conversations, similar to the conversations I have on this show on radio, but I tend to get quite reactionary. I self-select people I speak to on this show, and therefore uh, I put myself in a situation, unfortunately, where I'm exposed to people that I don't really share a similar point of view I share a similar point of view with politically, uh, and uh, when I'm on the radio, I I, I don't, um, and I can get a bit reactionary on the radio. So I'm I'm trying to work on that because I I, I don't want to shut people down, and I want to be able to have conversations. Um, yeah, I'm uh, feeling a bit overwhelmed uh, about a few things this week. I um I finally figured out. Well, one thing. Well, here's some good news. I figured out how much water I need to drink so I don't get the dry mouth from my meds, and the answer is lots. And lots and lots. So if we're having a conversation, you and me one day, and I go, uh, excuse me, where's the bathroom? I probably have to go and offload about a litre of wee because I'm currently necking about four to five litres a day. It's crazy, crazy, crazy how much I'm having to drink. But I'm so hydrated, man. It's great. Uh, I've got the uh, a big ride next week down on the Great Ocean Road. Uh, if you're going to be there, make sure you come and say hi. I'd love to see you. Love to, uh, you know, say, hey, I'll, I'll I'll be there doing the Amy Gillett Foundation, Amy's Grand Fondo. It's a bicycle ride along the Great Ocean Road, one of the more spectacular stretches of sealed roadway in the world. And uh, they close it off to traffic and they let bicycles ride on it. And we're all going to ride in a big peloton, a big group of people, and we're all going to ride along it. It's 100 and something Ks. And I've done fuck all training. I've managed to do a bit of training indoors here on the trainer, but that doesn't, that's not the same. So I thought, shit, I, like I've been busy and that's great. I like being busy because I was unemployed for a while when I did the show. If you go back and listen to some episodes, I've 
I'm sounding pretty grim because I've got no job. But uh, since then, I've, things have gone well, good, and I'm uh, I'm quite a lot more busy these days, especially with a family now. And so I just don't get to be able to go and ride for three hours a day like I used to. And um, it's a hundred and something k's. There's mountains and shit, and I've done no no outdoor rides. Uh, so I thought, shit, I'm going to have to get out on the road. Uh, so I went out. The other, I said, okay, put the bike back together. I took the bike off the trainer. I put the wheel back on. Tires are flat. Go downstairs to go try and find the pump. Found the pump. Come back upstairs. Pump up the tires. Uh, get the tires on. The, the the head unit, the GPS unit that I use on my bike, flat. Put it on charge. Uh, put the cameras back on the bike because I ride with cameras when I ride. Try to find my shoes. Can't find my shoes. Uh, eventually find my shoes. Put my shoes on. Uh, finally, things not charged enough. So I go out. It charged. Fails. Uh, you know, it was going to be a 75K ride. Then I'm losing time. Became a 50K ride. I'm losing time. Became an hour ride. I get out the front door. Finally get out the front door. And I get about 50 meters down the road. I go to change gears and I've got a slightly fancy bike and that uses a, a, a motor to change the gears. It, uh, so it, you never really have a misaligned um, cog. It's really quite great. Anyway, the battery that charges the motor that changes the gears is flat. Ah! So I know enough and I've had enough accidents pushing ahead on days like that. that I'm, this one was like, you know what? Everything is telling me don't go riding today. So I turned the bike around and I didn't go riding. I came home and I, I did some push-ups and squats and stuff instead. But it was definitely that kind of day where I knew there were so many things saying, don't do this. This is not what you want to do today. I was smart this time and I actually listened. And uh, it turned out, turned out okay, which is nice. It turned out okay, which is nice. Um. I know that when when a certain amount of things start to go wrong on the morning of your adventure or the start of your adventure, at some point, it's best to just down tools and go do something else rather than keep pushing ahead. Because if that's how bad it's got before you start, you, honestly, by the time you get an hour and a half into it, uh, that's when I know I've had the biggest bike accidents, skiing accidents, said the stupidest things, done the stupidest stuff at work is when I've pushed ahead on days like that and I'm starting to realise not to do it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and, I, and, and you know what? I kind of did the same thing last night. Audrey uh, went out dancing. She, there's this band she really likes to go and see and they were playing last night and she goes, oh, come out for a dance, come out for a dance. And I said, okay, I'll try. But I've been up since forever and I flew back from Brisbane, which is nice to you know do that. And I got back in time and I dropped her into town to see her friend. She said, come out later, come out later. I said, I'll see. I got back home and the house was quiet. Uh, Gigi's away with her dad at the moment. I miss her heaps, but it's just me and the dog. And I was like, oh, I might just watch Gogglebox by myself. Oh, so I did. And it was nice. And then I sat down and I caught up on a bunch of emails that I haven't done and it was nice. I had a nice peaceful night. I thought, do I want to go into the city and try and find a park and then wait in a line to get into a club to try and see my fiance? No. <laughs> so I texted her and said, listen, I'll, I'll come and get you. I'll come pick you up. So, I, you know, about 11 o'clock, I went and go and fetched her from town. And that was nice. It was nice to go and be of service to her. Was, I'm sorry that I didn't get a chance to dance with her, but it was... It's for the best. It's for the best. Just to just relax. It was good. Anyway, um, 
thanks for being here. I hope your week is all right. I hope you're finding the right cues and the right moments to just call it a day and not push ahead and just do the right, do the kind thing to yourself and just kind of give yourself some space this week. Hope you're able to find that space to give to yourself. Let me tell you about my guest, Tommy Little, lovely bloke. Tommy Little is a comedian. He's a radio host. He's a TV host. He's from Melbourne, Australia. You can catch him, uh, if you're in Australia, you can catch him regularly on The Project. Uh, on the Friday nights, he tends to pop up. Uh, and he's always touring. He's always touring around the nation doing stand-up. He and I talk a lot in this conversation about stand-up and about what it's like to have things go really well. For example, when you're doing breakfast radio, you're doing a late-night show, and then when things don't go well, like when that late-night show gets cancelled. Uh we do uh, riff a lot in this. Um, I asked Andy, uh, my producer, to cut out some of the stuff because he and I got pretty, uh, pretty questionable uh, on some of the t- some of the content. So, um, if anything makes no sense, it's probably because we're referring to a piece of conversation that we had to cut out <laughs> because it just got a bit too filthy. But that's okay. Uh, you can find him on Instagram, Mrs. Tommy Little, MRS Tommy Little. And uh, if you search Tommy Little Gangster Mugs, you'll find the most badass coffee mug <laughs> that you've ever seen. He was kind enough to give me one. It didn't last very long in the office kitchen in Brisbane. I think someone put it in the bin. And you'll, if you Google it, you'll see why. <laughs> uh, but enjoy this conversation with Tommy Little. I'm slightly hungover. Yeah, and it's not the suburb to be hungover in. No, you no no. We are in Bondi <laughs> Beach in Sydney, Australia. We were supposed to podcast yesterday afternoon. Yes, uh, I uh, was keen, dead keen. We went. We were in a sit down meeting with a marriage planner, which is a better way to do it. A stand up meeting would be horrific. Yeah, about an hour and fifteen minutes into it, I texted you. I'm like, I'm not going to make it out of this one. Uh, <laughs> wedding planners are the do you want fries with that of the wedding world you sure? he was, yeah he was saying things like what some brides like is like mate you can fucking stop right there yeah or what other couples have really enjoyed doing is and everything he then would suggest was it like a minimum high four figures of course but I bet your bonbonieries are going to be off their titties yeah and I'm getting Tibetan sand sculptures now I don't know why <laughs> It's not even for the wedding. It's no, just but apparently, for the house. The, apparently, some some couples really enjoy. Bleh. So anyway, usually Tibetan couples. You, you well, <laughs> uh, as as my friend Luke Heggie would say, what the fuck is a Tibetan sand sculpture doing at your wedding? Your sixth generation Gold Coast. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this is the new face of showbiz. This this suburb. Walking here. I saw running past me. So being hungover, like I said, is awful here. There's expensive active wear kicking around. The people are just out of movies. Yeah. And then Millsy, I hear this, go Tommy. And it was Millsy going for a run. Yeah. That makes you feel like shit. (laughs) That's not what it's meant to be. So the thing is I didn't want to make you late yesterday afternoon for your date, Mm. which was a beer with Ash Williams. Yes. And by the sounds of you, that wasn't just our beer. 
Yeah, no, it um, <laughs> it turns into quite a few. This is technically a holiday for me. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm wildly taking a, a, a few. I had a few nights off after working on something, and so I thought, oh, well, I'll escape to Sin City. Let's get up to Sizzletown. Well, you're in the beautiful hotel of the uh, the QT, which used to be the Swiss Grand, which is where when I used to when I lived in America, I would come and stay at the Swiss Grand for like a dollar fifty a night. Right. And now it's this fuck off super place. You know what's great about it? The roof is really low, and it's an instant instant confidence boost. It's like when you're on a plane. You know how the plane r- roofs are quite low, yeah. and you suddenly feel I'm not a tall guy at all. <laughs> But in this hotel, I'm huge. <laughs> like people who are actually tall would have to duck to get through the doors. Ash Williams, for oh, example. Oh, man. Yeah, he'd be a mess. That man bun would be lopped off about the halfway point, which, to be honest, probably needs to happen. He's always on the hustle, Ash. He's always like... Yeah, it's because he doesn't have a job. You've got to be on the hustle if you don't have a job. <laughs> He's always, always on the hustle. What does bring you, know, you to Sydney? What, what, what do you want holidays from? Um, I just finished filming Who's Line. Yeah. Uh... And I worked on a new – I'm working on a new live show that we kind of did trial shows for at the end of last week. And then I got a few nights and so I thought, get some sun. Yeah? This comparatively compared to Melbourne is stunning. This is winter. Yeah. This is, it's been shit for the last few days. But well, yeah, I mean this is yesterday. Got a, I got a bit of colour. Yeah. AT and walked around with a T-shirt on. There you go. I mean that in itself. It was cold as shit in the shade yesterday, sitting there freezing my balls off, <laughs> telling a wedding planner that, no, can we take the $500 cake knife out of the budget? What's, what? the, one, what's the one that really hurt you? What's it's the, the cake knife. Okay. The fuck? It's a knife that cuts a cake. What do I want it? To be, like, what's going to be made of Wedgwood? What the? Why? I hope I eventually see photos of your of your nuptials and your karate chopping the, the, the wedding cake with no knife. I'll just get a butter knife from the kitchen. Just get yeah. a top second drawer down. Second drawer down. Any kitchen anywhere in the world, you find a second drawer down. You'll find a knife capable of cutting a wedding cake. I feel like of the chiselled specimens that are given be at your wedding, no one's eating cake anyway. No. Oh no no no! You make you mistake my my oh, really? my. Uh, no 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 no. Unless any people who I've worked with on The Bachelor, you know, reply with a positive yes to the, the, the invitation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Unless Robards shows. But generally, Robards will eat and he'll shove his face going, I'll be paying for this tomorrow. So he doesn't mind it. Sure. He'll, he'll get it in there. Same with Woody. Woody will get it in there. Sure. Woody will I, eat I mean, up. neither blokes are waifs. You know what I mean? No, they're big fellas. Yeah, they're big, big fellas. Boys. And no, I don't really, there's no ladies in my life either who are, who are food, food frightened. Uh, salad hungry. No, no. That. Everybody in my life loves some food. Yeah, good. I've created a, a, a bubble around me of people. That of happy people? Enjoy eating. happy people that enjoy, enjoy lives. Enjoy eating. Eating good food, <laughs> you know. Audrey's mom is a dietitian. So the food that I've, I've actually got muscle on my life for the first time ever. Hang on. Does dietitian mean meal preps? Uh, no, dietitian okay. means this particular amount of amino acids versus this amount of, you know, things. Still fun? Because it's already sounding not fun. No, 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 it's heaps fun. It's heaps fun. Are you sure? Hang on, what do you mean? So I just can't eat toast with tofu? This isn't a a balanced thing. I've already had toast this morning. I've ruined it. Apparently not. No, once I moved off a toast-based diet, things got a bit bit better. Okay. Which is... If anybody is listening and you are doing meal preps, 
Yeah. Stop. Everybody, but you are, you are a very you. fit man. You you know what meal prep is about and you don't know. People do listen to this when they meal prep. People, I get people send me photos. I love it. They send Stop me photos. Stop meal prepping. Where You're they're listening to that. the show. No, they do. Food is one of the joys in life. Yeah, Stop. but if you if you prep your meal and I've, you know, as a compulsive eater, I found, I found that if I do prep meals, yeah. I'm less likely to snack on eventually, the equivalent of an entire meal before a meal uh, while I'm cooking the meal. Because I know that the meals are already you can made. snack. That's Can't. fine. Compulsive, mate. Can't Isn't it just it. the rule is you can eat whatever you want. You just got to exercise. Yeah? No, because uh, you can out. <laughs> as a unqualified dietitian, I've looked up this As rule. my friend Ruben Meerman, who is a, a surfing scientist, he's on Catalyst sometimes. Oh, the Meer dog. Yeah, Meersy. Um, <laughs> not Meersy, Meersy. Uh, Ruben, who has actually written a paper on where, is writing a book on where fat goes when you lose it. Right. I bet you don't know. Oh, do you shit it out? Do you shit it out? No. Okay. You have any idea? Um, into your organs somehow? Well, it's still in your body. That 10 kilos has got to go somewhere. Oh, you piss it out? You nope. sweat it out? Nope. You, it stays, it goes into your liver? Nope. Where does it go? You breathe it out. Gross. So if a fat person breathes on you, you're copping a bit. You yeah. can actually gain weight by yeah. a fat yeah, people. See, breathe. that's us breathing out <laughs> carbon, breathing out the carbon. Eight point seven kilos of a ten kilo. Right. You breathe out. That's gross. Wild, right? Anyway, Ruben's got this great saying: it's very easy to out eat exercise, but it's very hard to out exercise yep. eating. So he's quite smart. And that's what I'm about, stuff. doing things the hard way. <laughs> but when we first, I think the first time we ever met, you had just come back from a run up Runyon Canyon in Hollywood. I was at a poolside table with Michelle Laurie. We actually, we have a few meetings that you... Oh, I probably don't remember. Yes. Where did we meet before that? Because the, we met at the Channel 10 Upfronts and it still makes me laugh to this day, which I think, I think for you... It was probably just an annoying point, Where we? point in your life. We're in Sydney. We're mm. up here. How long at, ago? Uh, three, maybe four years ago. Uh-huh. And um, you walked into – I was getting makeup done and you walked into this room and I looked at you know, I, I gave you a big smile and I said, I said, Andrew G. Because I <laughs> I'd watched you for years on Channel V and loved you. And I said, Andrew, gee. And I realised in hindsight that I was right in the sweet spot of you would have had a gut full of <laughs> it was right at the name change yeah. and people would have been getting it wrong for a long time. That's okay. And here's, and I go, Andrew, gee. And you go, g'day, mate. Osher's my name. And I look confused. You put your hand out, shake my hand, and I just look confused <laughs> and I went, Andrew G? Like I was sure I was right. Is that Andrew G? And that was it. Oh, sorry. You're, don't apologise. So basically uh, for upfronts are the time where you're a television network and you get all the clients mm. in the room mm. and you say, here's the big show who's coming on our show next year. You want to come and advertise with us because we're going to be awesome. <coughs> and yep. they, they, they bring us all out to go, this show is going to be great. You should, and that's yes. when, you know, the, the cast of Survivor and the cast of, you know, Family Feud will show yep. up and da-da-da-da. A lot of people that you'll never see again. I'm terrified of um, uh, strangers. Right, terrified of strangers, and uh, I have to work very hard to be able to be in those rooms as a general thing. And so when I go to those things, I go in with full like. Um, All right, so I'm really helping. You no, 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 no. Like if I actually haven't already, if I don't really know people, I tend to just um, do a quick shake and fake, and then just exit because yeah. I, I tend to stand alone in the corner, not talking to anybody quite a bit. I mean, you you are saying. 
you know, highlighting a bit of your own social awkwardness. But I must admit, I didn't help the situation by when you put your hand out to shake my hand, instead of returning a shake, I just repeated no, a name at your face. No, I don't even, don't worry about it. It's totally fine. <laughs> it's totally, it's, it's gotten, I've got no problem. I'll have it till the day I die. It's fine. Me and The Rock. It's fine. Dwayne <laughs> Johnson. You can put Dwayne Johnson on as many posters as you want. People call him The Rock. Yeah. And will forever. But at least it's fun. Pharmacy bias. It's okay. At least it's fun memories. It's the way the brain works. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The first thing you know is the thing that you go with forever. Is that a very is that a very different person to now? The, oh, the long yeah, haired, absolutely. Because you were quite you were quite like into your rock. Are you still into your rock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I am. I yeah. am. But less... because a lot of what I'm looking at doesn't scream rock at the moment. Uh, you're in my house. Yes. Oh, there's Miles Davis there. There's a Jacques Pastorius down there. Um, there's Bondi there. There's some skulls over there. That's a bit there is rockish, but. There's, a, there's did, what a, it's clearly a death metal surfboard over there. Yeah, bright pink. That's GG surfboard. There's a there's a Disney Princess Family Feud over there. Oh, which is pretty. pretty hey, that'd be rare as hen's teeth. Pretty fucking metal. No, it's not actually. Grant Isn't Dan, it? Grant Denier gave it to us. It's not. So I reckon it was the same year we got showbacks from Channel Ten, which had Family Feud board games in them, and uh, they were up on eBay within about. Yeah. Me- memos had to go around the office saying, guys. Please don't sell your family feud board games because <laughs> people were flogging them for like three hundred bucks. Oh, because they were rare. Because you know you only got them if you went on or you were staff at Channel Ten. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Not, now it's not now. They're everywhere. They're in every toy shop everywhere. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think the so if we met at that upfront, then mm. maybe it was only maybe uh, maybe two or three months later that we would have been in Los Angeles mm. in early twenty fourteen. Yes. Maybe early 2015. Sitting around the pool at the, at the Roosevelt. At the Roosevelt. I was yeah. chatting with Michelle Laurie and mm. it was the first morning that I'd been on a new regime of meds. Mm. And I, I still can't believe I drove there. And I was... Nah, it's, when you're overseas, all rules are off. <laughs> yeah, I lived there. I had a California <laughs> driver's license and everything. Don't, 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 like I was just, actually was fine. there, like illegally there. No, legally there. And I, I met you and you just come in from a run. On Runyon Canyon. Yes. And I remember looking at you going, fuck, you're fucking fit. How'd you get so fit? <laughs> I mean, again, I was viciously hungover. This it goes back to my rule. That's what you said. You, you said could, I was so hungover, so I went yeah. for a run. And I think I even said, back when I used to drink heavily, Bondi Beach was my, my penance. I would well, go and do like eight boy. laps in the, in the soft sand, in the heat, to sweat out the sin. Yeah, this is back to the same theory. You can drink whatever you want. Just go exercise. <laughs> And he died at 45. <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 no. No, I hope, I hope not. I hope not. But, it, you know, so we have, we have that in common, that breakfast radio has been a part of our lives. Yeah, how you we're, – we're at, you know, different ends of our journeys of breakfast radio. Yeah. Uh, I finished at the end of last year. How are you, how are you finding it? You seem, you seem happy, which is rare. Well, I work from home. Yeah, I wasn't sure how, how upfront we were going to be. Oh, very. Okay. No, 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 no. It was quite clear. I mean, I have, I was very clear with them about how much I could and couldn't do when yeah. Bachelor was in production and they were totally, they've been so flexible and so wonderful about it. Do you know what I saw that was gangster as hell on your uh, Instagram account the other day? What's that? Just you casually doing an interview with a rival uh, radio station about The Bachelor. And I thought, that's ballsy. <laughs> Not in Sydney. Hey, in, yeah. The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't do them up in Brisbane. I don't do them in market, just out of courtesy. <laughs> just out of courtesy. So good, though. But, you know, I Bosses mean. Bosses would have loved that. 
Who? Your bosses would have loved that. But that's my job. Yeah. My job is to not only host a show, my job is to go out and talk about the show. <laughs> I have to go and talk about the show. And plus, who doesn't want to go and say hello to Kyle? Yeah. Kyle's ace. Well, there are quite a few people out there that don't, don't want to. Look, he's fascinating. My interactions with him, he's always been uh, the warmest, loveliest. Yeah. If he doesn't like you, you'll know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're generally, I think we're both okay at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're both okay. I do worry about his health a lot. Apparently he stopped drinking soft drink, which is nice. Because that's the big one. You talk about, you know, eating whatever you want. Soft drink is the killer, man. You can drink. Well, when I got really, really, really fat, um, it was soft drink. It was three litres of Coke a day. So all the talk of upping the taxes on, on sugary drinks and stuff, I, I hate it all. And ciggies. I, I reckon we should be allowed to kill ourselves by whatever means necessary. Yeah, but if we have a public health system, Tommy. Yeah. So if you're, if you're going to be eating all that shit and drinking all that shit, you, someone's going to have to pay for your foot to get amputated. Yeah, sure. But it doesn't, it, all it means is that basically poor people can't afford it. It just means if you're rich, you can still do that. And that's... Yeah. That's not. Yeah, but what's the, what do you, you know, what's historically, what, what have nutrition and socioeconomic status had to do with each other? Well, yeah. It's, it's to deliberately targeting, yeah. Yeah. It's a long conversation. Well, yes, especially when you can be hooked on cigarettes at a very cheap price many years ago and now they're just slowly jacking up the price on you. You go, ha, ha, ha. You ever smoke? Uh, if I'm hammered, I still think it's a good oh, idea. Yeah? Yeah, I can't, but I'm also quite asthmatic. Oh. So I wake up in the next morning and I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God, me thinking I was James Dean for two, two hours has really hurt me. <laughs> yeah, but with that, with that run in the morning, that'll really hurt too. Yeah, yeah. Hungover and cocking up lungs. Yeah, who's the wheezy, sweaty kid using his Ventolin on Bondo Beach? <laughs> All of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of them. All of them. Did you grow up out here or did you grow up down in Melbourne? I grew up in Melbourne. Yeah? In, uh, in the burbs. What kind of burbs? Leafy green? Yeah, yeah. The borderline of zone two. Oh, it's kind of okay, where it's tram ticket. End of the tram line. Oh, okay. Um, where that of, guy gets out with a little stick and he has to turn the, 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 the liver around, the lever, when he pulls the, pulls the thing off the wire and then goes around the other side of the train and hooks it back on the other side. Oh, to get across. Yeah. No, I mean, it was one straight. It was a straight road. Oh, okay. It took it all the way out to the end of the line. Um, but, yeah, it was that kind of Box Hill way, which is, I mean, a suburban dream. There was the end of my street, there was a, a blocked off dead end. And it was, you have to be home before dark. BMX bandits. On for young and old, yeah. Cricket? Cricket, uh, onto one of the neighbour's sheds who didn't have kids and didn't like that. But he had a shed in a perfect spot to, you know, have wickets painted onto it and use that. So that would have slowly driven him to the tip of insanity. And, yeah, basketball ring down there, great times. Brilliant. Yeah, park on the other side of it, occasionally go down there and, if we could somehow get our hands on some alcohol and stuff. Um, park drinking. How good. So here's how sad I am. I used to park drink after I turned 18. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I was like 18, 19, I would still be up for a drink in the park. Yeah, that's a weird one for the cops to bust, isn't it? Okay, get home to your, oh, sir, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, get home to the place you could easily yeah, rent oh, by yourself. Yeah, I was so fucked in the head. Oh, I don't know, honestly. I have no idea. Park drinking, I don't know. I think it's just because I was terrified well, of people. You know what, an era that's probably come and gone is... Finding a porno in the park. Ha! Remember that? Oh, yeah. The internet is now essentially the public park of, of the world. Yeah, there was a time, kids, when you weren't, <laughs> you weren't four clicks away from pretty much any fetish you could think of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You, um, 
occasionally found a magazine. And I remember at the time, now, thinking back now, obviously some some folks been in the park wanking and it's yeah. way more disgusting than I remember. But I remember being, we got a porno! Yeah. <laughs> like not making any link to anybody else using it. The just last like this, person that touched it. Fully. Just like this yeah. porno is organically grown yeah. in the shrubbery. Yeah. We got a mint condition porno here. Sometimes it was like a, a, a weird fetish one. So I remember we, uh, years ago, um, we found a, a, a shit fetish porno in a in a <laughs> In a park, and I was like, "Wow, there's people fucking." Okay, so the yeah. oh, I don't know about this. <laughs> like it was like this weird kind of looked like it was printed in someone's you know secondhand backyard printing press somewhere in yeah. the Netherlands. It was a zine. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was like stapled together. It was. It was all. None of it was in English. And I was like, I don't. I don't know what. Uh, uh, we'll get to the sex part. Uh, uh. It, it couldn't make it work, but. It was weird. I'm too impressionable for that. I would be like, oh, maybe this is what we're meant to do. Oh. Okay. Well, this is a thing that, and I've spoken with many guests on the show about this, about the idea that porn is now, hardcore porn is now the default sex education for our young people. I don't believe this. Oh, it's absolutely true. No way. The young Kids actually, aren't that, that, that the stupid, average age, are they? The average age that at least young men access porn is 11, sometimes as young as eight, online porn. Yeah. Last two weeks ago on the show, I had um, a porn star here. She sat right where you are. Um, Madison Messina is her name. She's lovely. And she was, you know, basically talking about that, you know, porn sex is stunt sex. It's, you know, it's like a, a f- fight in a bar versus a fight in the Matrix. Of course. They're both punches, but one's shot and, you know, uses camera tricks and everything to make it look incredible. And the other one's just two idiots hitting each other because someone looked at their girlfriend funny. Yeah. There should be, I mean, do you think a real uh, look into the after effects of porn would help the situation? I'd imagine, you know. Because it's pretty, there's nothing less sexy than... Fecal incontinence. Well, yeah. <laughs> Except yep. if you're into that and you've got the magazines yeah, to prove it that you found, found in the park. The park. Yeah. <laughs> I, remember, I remember the good old days of... Um, Porn being on dial-up, not on bulletin boards. Remember before the internet on bulletin boards? Yeah. And it would be pictures that would scroll down like bar by bar. That would load very, very slowly. You could, you could wank before the, it loaded down to anything that was actually like the idea of tits coming slowly. <laughs> but here's the thing. When it was just a still picture, yes. you still ha- you still kind of had to inject a little bit of your own creativity into yes. it. Yeah. You had to be like, you know, I remember watching, reading Playboys when I was, yeah, my dad had Playboys and I was therefore, I mean, there's a, a lot that people talk about, you know, this, we talked about primacy bias, you know, you learn someone's name the first time, it's very hard to, you know, change in your mind what their name Andrew is. Andrew G. Exactly. Yes. So the first time you have a sexual experience, that kind of is your, your oh. anchor. So if you're exposed to really <coughs> hardcore porn or, you know, like, well, I guess this is, this is what I need to do and I, I can't get off unless I have this. Yeah, but I... I All right. I, but no, so let, me, let me finish. So um, my first naked women that I saw were 70s playboy, curvy women with real curves, real boobs, real right. hair, all kind of like somewhat 
was a lot of airbrushing, like actual airbrushes with paint and stuff. And like I'm a little shadowy, you can't ever see everything. And I'm just kind of looking out a window. Who am I looking at? And I'm in the back going, me, look at me. You look at me. <laughs> I'm here. I'm, I'm here. here. I'm, I'm, here. I'm, I'm coming down the street to say hello. Trying to tilt the magazine. <laughs> <laughs> but now you don't, you, like to, the Mona you, don't Lisa? To, you don't have to put your own fantasy <sighs> in there at all. It's just visual stimulation straight to the back of the brain. Yeah, but I also think people are smarter than ever and I, I don't think we should – I mean, I, there are always going to be dead shits that, yeah. sure, the things that they see they take as being real. But I think more than ever, kids growing up with so many screens and so many things online and digital, I think more than ever they're acutely aware that that is not real life. You think? I know it's, you know. But you're an educated man. You're I mean, you're if by that man. you mean I failed drama for five years, yes. <laughs> but no, you're an educated man. And, you've, and this is what I'm, I'm learning now being back on Breakfast Radio is this bubble I spoke of before of people who love to eat uh, are also people who like to talk. And I've, I've surrounded myself with people of a certain, sure. you know, kind sure. of calibre of, of food enjoyment but also level of conversational it's, ability. It's like how your Twitter feed can be misleading. Uh, yeah, and, and you, you think everyone's on, a left-leaning. Then you go back on breakfast radio and then and I forget that, oh, hang on, I, I really am a minority and there's yeah. many, many, many people who have a different way of the world than me. Shanane, get back over here. Something like that. Weird name for a white girl, but sure. So, hey, look, the, the Jerry Springer show has a lot to answer for being on in the mid-'90s. Seriously, man. Yeah. There was a lot of names that people wonder, always... I wonder what's happened to Steve now. Oh. Imagine getting your ID checked by Steve. <laughs> to, to I'm hoping it. Steve has a security consultancy company somewhere. Yeah, he, where, want, he deserves private detail at least, doesn't but, he? Uh, where he just basically advises security on, on TV shows. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and people go, who's doing security? It's like, well, we've got Steve. Oh, then everything's fine. You know, everything's yeah. going to be all right here on the Wendy Williams show or the... The talk, yeah. you know, the person that walks Whoopi Goldberg from her dressing room, works for Steve's company. Yeah, you know, Steve learned all the learned the hard way, learned the hard way. Mori Povich is the good one now. Mori Povich, do you watch that show? No, it's depressing. Mate, they're all poverty porn. It is though. You know the dances they do when the. That you are not the father. The you are not the father dances are yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> and like the aggression, the yes, just pointing at the woman's foot. I told you, I knew it. Yes, yeah, it's <laughs> full on. And you know, as you say, poverty porn. The the white people that are on that show, yeah, are so hicks. It's like beyond hicks. Yeah, well. And sorry, my favourite show is Moonshiners. Have you seen Moonshiners? No. It's incredible. Yeah. It's about hillbillies that make their own moonshine and, uh, and Drama? sell it. No, it's it's of the deadliest catch. It's the same, exactly the same format. Oh, like an op-doc kind of. Yes. Right. So it's like, meanwhile, over in Arkansas, oh, oh, wow. Billy Bob. So it's like Gummo but live, like actual. Oh, I don't know what Gummo is. Oh, Gummo is a. To, to like a trailer park kind of. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's you know, any of those. Or I like all those shows. Gold Rush, uh, Filthy Riches. The Alaskan one. Yeah. Where they're up in the. Awesome. Oh. Awesome. <laughs> Scribner Creek. That's right. <laughs> I actually know. In a the bloke, Yukon. A bloke who's been on this show actually worked on um, worked on Desley, Deadliest Catch for. Right. They did five seasons on it. Right. Out there on the deck with his hands freezing. Holding yeah. A, 
PD150 trying to... And what was his... Did he come back uh, saying great or never again? He had um, hospitalised... Seasickness that was requiring hospitalisation after every single trip. He was seasick the entire time. See, the insane part about that is... 12 straight weeks. Every single trip. Because if that's me, the first one, first time I'm hospitalised, I'm not going back out. This is Josh. Josh is a... He was the Josh was the, he's been on the show. He was the um, stunt, the gross stunt tester for Fear Factor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what so a geek. He would figure out he would figure out exactly how long you need to boil the cow eyeballs for, and how hard you have to bite them before they burst in your mouth. So he he'll say, you know, well, I puked seven times on this, so this one's a goer. Yeah, he'd be the one that has to test it. Oh, I mean, I don't want to encourage people to abandon the podcast they're currently listening to, but Josh's sounds pretty it's good. It's pretty good. <laughs> and he, he dated a deal or no deal model for a while. Yeah, right. Yeah. Josh sounds incredible. He's a pretty interesting cat. <laughs> I won't lie. Jeez, this has taken a, a sharp decline, hasn't it? Well, You've gone from Josh to this weapon to sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> so were you, the, were you the funny kid in school? I was, the di- I was one of many dickheads. Yeah. One of many dickheads. Yeah. I had a merry band of dickheads at school. Ah. Uh, which is we were much more interested in dickheadery than uh, than any kind of schoolwork. What kind of school was it? Uh, it was just a public school, but it was a nice public school. It was I went to Campbell High, which is like a public school that aspires to be a a private school. They oh, have, was it one of the ones that uh, the top three schools in the state have been released? And wouldn't you know it, Brisbane State High School is up there again. Oh like, no, nah, we never we never quite got up there. They right. do things like. Um, Hey guys, we've brought in optional blazers. And you're like, sorry. <laughs> and then, you know, poor one kid would go, great. And then. Mum made me buy it. Yeah, mum made me buy it. And he'd just go, oh, you poor bastard. But yeah. But in Melbourne, it's cold. You want to wear a blazer. You don't want to wear a blazer. If the blazer is optional, you never What did wear you do it. when it was cold? Duh. Just set fire to things around us to keep some Oh, it was that kind of school? Just lit flares. All yeah. oh, right, it was that kind of school. <laughs> yeah. Did you play school sport? Um, I played a bit of school footy. Uh, I was mad. I was a mad basketballer growing up. Okay. Yeah. What's that? Uh, state school boys squad. Yeah, that's right. Team? No, I never made it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. And then I realised it was, um, you know, playing Friday nights and training Sunday mornings. And I What position were you? I was tiny. I was a point guard. Right. And, and then I discovered the the uh, joy and misery that is drinking booze and trying to chase girls to, you know, trying to convince them, break them down to kiss me. <laughs> Just wear them down after years. But were you, were you the kid, uh, I'm guessing this is kind of early Foxtel, early pay, so were you the kid that was kind of trying to track down videotapes of NBA games and stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, I still had... The, um, the Magic Johnson-Michael Jordan All-Star game where they start going at each other at the end of the game and oh, it was one of those tapes that was fuzzy from, yeah. you know. And old Jordan tapes like uh, Airtime and Michael Jordan's Playground and stuff that I'd just watch like a weirdo. Right. Sit there in all my basketball gear on a day that I wasn't playing and... Study. Study. <laughs> it's odd, isn't it? Behaviour that I think now, because back then TV was, was you know, normal... But now, if I chose to not interact on any of my devices and sit and watch TV like that, you go, oh, that kid's going to kill someone. Because <laughs> I just sat there all day wearing basketball clothes. Yeah. Does he play? No, no, not today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're visualising, mate. You're visualising. Yeah. Yeah, you could get caught up at any time. What kind of competitor were you? 
Oh, ferociously competitive. Yeah? Yeah. And that kind of died out. I um, met some new mates in kind of the middle of high school, the uh, affectionately known stony years of high school, mm-hmm. and grew dreads and got really into th- like Rage Against Machine and Tool and, you know, things that you would know and love very fondly. There's photos of you in dreadlocks? Uh, yeah, there is, yeah. The white men in dreadlocks, man. It's a good look, isn't it? <laughs> Especially if you throw in greasy, pimply and not sure how to use his body. You're a basketball player. Come on. You're, you're able to run around. Yeah, but then I grew. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Like I was always tiny and now I'm still small, but I grew like, you know, that kind of foot in a year stage oh, right, where yeah. you're like, ah, ah, Bambi doesn't know how to walk. <laughs> <laughs> Did that coincide with the basketball kind of dying off? The, yeah. The gangliness, the yeah. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, and trying yeah. to throw myself awkwardly into, into girls. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember, was that, because oh, was it was it Bill Hicks's line, we're all, we're all, <laughs> the right summer. The right song and the wrong friends away from a drug habit. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I um, have you watched much much of Hicks? Yeah, I love it. The Waffle House bit. Oh, brilliant! Is, what you reading for? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we got ourselves a reader. <laughs> Not what are you reading? What are you reading for? Maybe so I don't grow up to become a waffle waitress. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had an I had an interview the other day, and um, it was for. Whose line is it anyway? And she asked me, she said, we want to play, I want to play a game with you where I ask you, whose line is it? So you give me quotes that really inspire your life. And I laughed. And she said, what, what, is, it, is this funny? I said, it just sounds, it's, sure, let's play. And she goes, have you got a, have, and that was her first quote, have you got a quote that inspires you? And I laughed again. I'm like, what does that mean? Like a quote? Like, do you mean have I read something like on Instagram or something that I've taken as a quote? And she's like, oh, okay, we'll go to the next one. What's a quote from a book that you've read that you love? And I laughed again. I'm like, who remembers a quote from a book? Like who reads a book? What kind of psychopath reads a book and goes, this one passage that I can remember verbatim really stuck with me? The only person that knows quotes from books is because it's a quote beforehand. Like it's a famous quote. Then you've read Shakespeare uh, and you've come out of it and gone, you know. I remember this entire yeah. passage because I read the whole book. No, I just memorised it I just Instagram. remember the quote that everybody yeah. knows. Yeah. Um, and then she goes, oh, I'm sorry, don't you, don't you read? And I kind of laughed and made that face that yeah. you just made where I was like offended and then I'm like, but actually I'm really struggling to find time to do it at the moment. So, yes, <laughs> you can't be pissed off but then the person's <laughs> right as well. <laughs> You're like, hey, how did – 
Oh no, yeah, no, you're kind of right. Yeah. <laughs> I went on I went on holidays with Audrey at the start of the year. Uh, I, I bought her down to Telstra shop. Uh, I went and got a, a fifty dollar prepaid brick phone. Yes. Gave the number to eight people. Turned off the a iPhone. Burner. You got a burner. Got a burner. <laughs> like I'm in the wire. Yeah, like I'm in the wire. Gave the number yeah. to eight people uh, who who I needed to be able to be talked to. I read four books in two weeks. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, great. It was. What'd you smash out? Awesome. Um, they're up there actually. I read. I read. Um, Ray Bradbury's Fahrenheit four five one, which I wanted to read forever. Um, Gert, uh, which is a brilliant history of Australia, which I highly, highly recommend. The next one there is uh, uh, the luck of politics, oh, like politics, which is really brilliant. And what was the th- what was the fourth one? Uh, oh, fuck, it was another one. I can't remember. But I smashed out the Bradbury. Oh, was it, it was a um, three you, told, you told me just before it was the shitting on people porno was the first ah, one. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I don't speak, don't speak Danish, so yeah, right, okay. It okay. was very hard. I'm willing to learn. Send my shades. That's the only part that I can. Yeah, yeah. yeah that part was weird. <laughs> don't quite understand because there's also the peeing on them. I don't get that either. Well, no. I mean, don't you ever feel like you're too vanilla though? No, don't you? I'm all right. I, I remember going into a, uh, an adult store and there was a whole aisle of fetishes and I had the distinct feeling, I was like, I've never done any of these. Am what? I the boring one? No, but how, I, I feel, you know, I don't quite get it. I don't quite get it. But, but people are doing it. They yeah. must be oh, to no, support no, no, this massive it, like, industry. At what point, how much sex have you explored before you go... You know what? The only way I can really get off is when I'm head to toe in a laced up gimp suit. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Held by <laughs> a collar and being stood upon by someone in high heels. Then and only then See, do I feel joy. That sounds like a pretty good Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Better than watching Jordan tapes. I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, probably a fetish too, <laughs> fucking while watching. No, that's, well, like, but that's okay. But sexuality comes in all shapes and sizes and all different colours and who am I to say that I'm doing it right? No, but it's not even about – I just live with the eternal fear that I'm going to be boring and I'm worried that when I – maybe we're boring. I, I'm okay with just standard <laughs> intimacy. I'm all right with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that kind of thing. Okay. And you're probably not even – Wearing masks or calling each other fake names? No, no. At this point, yeah, no, no. It might be fun. I've never tried it. See, this is, but but then I start to think you should you should try you should try something, <laughs> and I'm just again awkward and I um we met these girls overseas once I was with a mate and um woke up the next I got you know proceeded to be the classy gentleman that I am and uh, got very drunk and I woke up the next day and I said what what happened. What happened? Where the girls go? And he goes, "Are you fucking kidding, mate?" I says, no, what, what, "What do you mean? What happened?" And he goes, "We got home here. You decided to get fully naked, lie on the floor, and demand that someone—not anyone in particular, just someone—piss on you." And I went, "Yeah, I have been thinking I'm a bit vanilla lately." <laughs> <laughs> was it a tough cleanup, or did they? There go, was no. There oh, was no, they, no, yeah, they did. It wasn't. It was a. Everyone went and nah, Everyone deciding, well, my drink here is finished. And <laughs> I think I'm going to go home. Yeah. That's the, the bigger part to that saying. It's all over when the fat lady sings or when one of the party gets naked and demands that anyone piss on them. <laughs> and you've done all that work. The two of you done all that legwork to get the ladies to come back with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the 
look don't worry. disgusting yourself. Yeah. Oh, the pinch hitter steps up to the plate and goes, don't worry, mate, I've got this. This the sealer deals here. Point guard. Point guard little here on the way. Yeah. Get me in, coach. I'm ready. Oh, take me back out, coach. I'm done. I've gone from I'm in to I'm cooked within about 10 seconds. What's that? I've been banned from the league. Okay. My photos are up, up at most stadiums. Good. Thank you. Well, don't call me Pissy O'Reilly. That's not fair. <laughs> So you're okay. Hang on a second. So mm-hmm. the, you're you're. It's this one particular summer. You're in high school. There's a dreadlocks, and you're yes. you're, you're, you're counting bars in tool songs. Going, that was a bar of fifteen. How good is Maynard? Yeah, um, very mathematical tool. I did kind of oh, like yeah. the nerdiness of it. Yeah. Um, and at, at what point was the? Oh, you know, this performing thing's all right. Did you ever play? Did you ever play in bands? Um, I attempted to. I. I played bass, which this comment is going to be uh, disrespectful to all the bass players out there, but it is essentially the the wing defence of instruments. It's where you put the kid that can't catch. I'm a bass player. I'm sorry, sorry. It's fine. And there are some, you know, whatever tool you've got, yeah. you can be amazing at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't. No, 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 no. it's fine. Uh, <laughs> and so the I bass player without a band's a lonely man. Yes. And that's me. Yeah, no one's ever gone to a to you know a potential partner. Going, hey, sit down. I am going to wow you with my solo bass playing ability. And they're like, was that a song? Because I don't know if that is that. Am I meant to know that? It's the bass line from Under the Bridge. It's fine if you don't know. It's fine. (laughs) You obviously don't know the Chili Peppers. It's fine. Um, It's called slapping and popping. Get with it. (laughs) Okay, because it looks and sounds painful. Um, It is. And then I, yeah, it actually is. I discovered um, hip hop Mm. and, you know, like most middle class white kids. What was your gateway? Uh, exhibit, I think. Wow. Strangely. Yeah. There you have it. Yeah. Paparazzi. There you go. Um, and what was it like, you know, being in the rough streets of South Central Box Hill? Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty insane. You know, it was about ru- running up and uh, running up to trains, riding a tag on it, and then someone going, oh, Thomas, your mother's worried about you. Want to lift home? <laughs> Yeah, that'd be great, thanks. <laughs> what was your tag? Oh, I went through a few um, bad things. Styles. With a Z? Theme one. Uh, uh, no, not with a Z. Uh. I thought that was hack for some reason. Okay. Yeah. I had a belt buckle that was LED lights that scrolled across and it would say theme one uh, in the building and then I changed it to the weapon is in the house. Yeah, it was bad. I, it was a real, um, what's the word for it? Cunt. How old were you? <laughs> Not even that young. That's the worst thing where you're like, I was probably, you know, 17, an, an age where you should know better. So you're going to house parties with your belt buckle flashing the weapon is in the house. Yeah, or this that was maybe a bit later because I reckon I was still wearing your standard issue Dada tracksuit. Ah. Yeah. Right. For that, with a backpack full of warm Melbournes. <laughs> did the... Did the uh, did the weapon is in the house belt buckle ever bring you anything other than... Yeah, I got punched twice. <laughs> <laughs> and despite his name, the weapon does not take a punch well. <laughs> one, one thing you should know about the weapon is if you punch him, he does not punch back. Was it a fast scroll or do people have to stand there staring at your crotch for... Because it's quite a long <laughs> phrase and not a lot of screen. Did you have... Was it like two characters on the were F with the Wii, the Wii yeah. Pro, the Wii <laughs> is in, is where the, 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 oh, you little. 
Peter would have just thought my nickname was different. He's like, have you met building over there? <laughs> have you met in there? It's awesome. Yeah, because it was. You'd have to look it up for 30 seconds to get a full. Right. Yeah. Where did you – this is prior to, you know, a lot of internet shopping. Where do you nah, get – this a, was early internet days. Oh, so you got yeah, yeah, a, oh, a yeah. special order from Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. I actually think in a roundabout way, Steel Saunders, the comedian – I think he ended up making quite a lot of money off idiots like me. I think he was the middleman for those belt buckles. Get out. Because mm. he's a wheeler and dealer. He does all skating accessories now, uh, laces and really? skate gear and stuff. Yeah, he's always always done it. Um, and, you know, I think the LED belt buckles, because I remember bringing up with him and he was like, <laughs> I made a mint off fuckheads like you. I thought, <gasps> okay, I don't know who you're talking I to. I thought you're the green right god lettuce. I'm like, you're pretty laissez-faire about the quality of this podcast, Steve. Still, you're, you're, I mean, like you're, you're all right with how much time you spend doing this and clearly not a lot. Wow. Yeah. I guess that's where the money comes from. Yeah. There yeah. you have it. And so what, he's always LA and back and it's like trade fairs and stuff over there. Oh. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Look at you equipping, equipping, the, equipping the, the young middle-class white as mm. white kids of Australia with uh, yeah. accoutrements. The identity-stricken dickheads of the, uh, oh, look, you know. But it got you some. Look, you know, what point did the weapon decide drama school is for me? Uh, I think, well, when I left, I was always in drama and stuff and, and, and then I decided to study it after school, but I didn't go to a good drama school. I went to like a short course for the College of the Arts and I – hated it yeah. it was the sentence where they went uh to learn how to speak you must first learn how to breathe again and i went oh the weapon breathe yourself 47 different ways thank Same you one knows how to breathe yeah 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 the weapon can breathe mate weapon can breathe weapon can even breathe in a day from time to time what's that a winnie red too strong i'll have a holiday <laughs> too thanks <laughs> i don't want head spins <laughs> um and so i went to like just de- with deacon i did a contemporary arts degree and failed right. it failed it miserably but met a comedian doing that and then was like, yeah, I've always thought about doing stand-up comedy. Yeah? Loved it. Who was the first stand-up you remember hearing? Oh, Eddie Murphy. Really cliche. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's fine. My brother and his mates would hire out the video. Delirious I, or raw? Uh, both. Yeah. Uh, Delirious is, I mean. It's amazing. It doesn't age well. Raw ages, yeah. Worse. Delirious is, I reckon, streets ahead of raw. But Oh, absolutely. But yeah. It was 20, 22? The, did it? the homophobia and yes, yeah. you know. it's a bit over the top. <laughs> yeah, and though so when he's got like he's got a room full of ten thousand people howling with laughter at the jokes he makes, you got to think, wow, we really have come a long way. It's only in thirty years, but wow, we've really come a long, long way. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, not far enough sometimes. But well, yeah, the the stuff in the you know in in uh, Raw where he's like, you brought that shit on yourself. You know, when he's talking about hitting his girlfriends, it, actually, no, Eddie, that's not okay. Yeah, but his timing yeah. is extraordinary. His ability to mimic is extraordinary. Also, let's not underestimate the romantic charm of a bit of homophobia and racism. You know, when you see it from the time, and you're like, oh, <laughs> oh, that's right. It's it's also an amazing. I mean, the leather suits. Yeah. What for a man spitting such vile homophobic remarks? whilst wearing what is undeniably the campest outfit of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Fingerless leather gloves. Like, oh, yeah, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, it's, but, so, but Eddie Murphy, was it, when, when did you see your next stand-up and go, oh, it can be different from that? 
Oh, probably comedy festival goers. Oh, right. Oh, it's already in Melbourne. You have that shit served up to you on a plate. Yeah. Yeah, Brisbane was a yeah. ghost town. Yeah. It was – that was always – I thought, oh, those people. Who would you take do, you? Were you old enough to go by yourself? No, nah, I wouldn't go. We'd just watch them on TV. Oh, right, right. Yeah. That was always the mecca. Yeah. So I was like, oh, if you can do that. Oh, greatest in the world will come. Yeah. And – so you How thought, wrong I was. Oh, really? Uh, you thought I can get up and do, do this? Um, yeah. Well, acting wasn't work. I just had – it was a last resort. Mm. A lot of people choose – there's all these talented jerks that, you know, have law degrees and then choose to go into comedy. No. <laughs> not the weapon. <laughs> when it was a last resort. Who are you, resort. Michaelis? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Vizard, yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. That Alice whole, Fraser. That whole working dog crew. Yeah, it was super smart. Megas, doctors. Yeah. Stitch is a yeah. doctor. Proper yeah. medical doctor. Yeah. In surgery. Yeah. So stop. we've got to take this call from Guy Dobson. Okay, hang on. <laughs> yeah, stop hogging all the talent. <laughs> so, yeah. But then I just loved it. I'd been doing community plays and stuff and it's such hard yeah. shit work. Then I did a stand-up kick and I was like, oh, do you mean if it's good I get to come back next week and do it again? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm like, and I can say whatever I want. Yeah. And you're giving me free beers. Yeah, well, I've made it. <laughs> How good is this? But there's a, a big part of stand-up is uh, dealing with sucking for a long time. Yeah. I mean, also a big part of arrogance is convincing yourself you don't suck. <laughs> Lucky I have both in spades. <laughs> <laughs> but also, but that is also the bit. That's kind of like the, the, the barrier to entry of stand-up is these open mic clubs where you can just go up and just there and eat shit. Yeah. A lot. And yeah. that kind of beats out the people who can't yeah. stomach it. Yeah. Well, I think I, through the sheer volume of gigs, I got through that pretty quick. All right. That's good. Just then. in terms of like, in my first year, I think I did 120 gigs or something. Oh, that's good. Which most people do one, wait a few months, do one, wait a few months. That's not a way. That's sucking right. painfully for a long. Would you go like multiple times in one night? Yeah. Well, I mean now, yeah. Yeah. I'll do as many as I can. Yeah. Physically. I'll go yeah. out with Luke sometimes and uh, we'll go around from club to Peggy. club. Yeah, yeah. Great man. I love Very him. Very funny man. I went to school with him. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He was the first person I ever remember actually deliberately telling a joke. We were eight. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He's funniest, funny, funny. Very, very smart guy. It's two master's degrees. Yeah, see? Stop see? hogging all the talent. Yeah. Turned around at, what, 35 and went, boys wanted to be a stand-up. I'm going to be a stand-up. I'll New Year's Day. Crack. One Triple J Raw Comedy six weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. What an asshole. What an asshole. <laughs> but I'll go with him. Sometimes he's an amazing guy. He'll, he bought himself a fold up bicycle so he can get from gig yes. to gig easier. Yeah. Um, takes it with him wherever he travels. Yeah. And, uh, but I went with him one night. I think we must have done four clubs that one night just here in Sydney alone. It's I mean, great. That is a really funny, sweet spot of it's incredibly inventive to think of getting the fold up bicycle. But it's also Uber is quicker. Yeah, but he's a family man. He's got two small this kids to feed. This is true. He's got two small kids to feed. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a pretty good bike too. Yeah, it is a pretty yeah, good bike. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a goodie. I remember him and I was with him when he saw Frank Woodley and Woodley had his unfolding his and it was just like a bonding moment <laughs> of like, you and me. I think we're the two people in Australia that have these weird fold-up bikes. Game recognising game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good, so good. So you, 
you've done this thing that stand-ups, you know, the, the, the thing that your stand-up can do is a stand-up can, uh, you know, have this kind of set piece that they can work with for, I don't know, look, if you're Stephen Wright, 22 years at a time. Sure. Um, doing the same 45 minutes. Sure. Um, but you get to work with that for a, an amount of time. But when you do breakfast radio, it's just this, oh, hang on, what? I can't say the same shit I said yesterday? And sure. some stand-ups just can't. You know, it's it's full on. How did you find it when you went into breakfast radio? Uh, I really like creating stuff. So yeah, it was. And I'm from. I'm. I mean, this year I think I did my ninth festival show, maybe my tenth. So it's like, I'm not from that school of right. You hone your act. I'm always yeah. like constantly churning out right, right, new and trying to. So I really liked it. There is yeah. that first month where you go, this is easy, and then after a month you go. I've used every story from my life ever <laughs> and every childhood thing. <laughs> Suddenly you're writing really unrelatable stuff, just looking around like, what's funny about windows? Okay. <laughs> Tommy, are you just talking about things you can see? I'm not. So anyway, microphones are weird. <laughs> I promise. Um, but that period's then only like, you know, another month before you just work the muscle. and. Yeah, I think that's one thing I'm really enjoying and that's why I took it because I – I really, I would go on, have you been paying attention? And I'd yeah. see as a guest and I'd see these guys in that chairs going, wow, they're just so much fit. They're just so sharp. Yeah. They just all have, they're just, and yeah. I'm getting there. Well, it's August and I'm getting yeah. there. Yeah. I'm getting there. That's the thing I miss the most, just being able to make stuff for hours a day with the team. Right, yeah. And there's, creatively it's pretty, I mean, fulfilling in terms of there's not a lot of people that can get in the way. If you say something into a microphone live, they've got seven seconds to dump it, but apart from that, it's going out to the people as you intended it yeah. to be. It's hard doing TV sometimes where it's like, yeah. oh, 40, 40 people are going to finger this joke by the time it goes to... Yeah, people would often ask me, what do I enjoy more, radio or television? And still, since I started radio. Of course. Because there's nothing more immediate than radio. Yeah, although I love doing the project. Project's great, you know. Live TV is great. Yeah, it is fun, isn't it? It's great. They're, and but they're smart as well, and they get it. They yeah. get it. They get it. But again, with the project though, you could do the. There's three. There's two meetings and a full rehearsal before you go. Yeah. You go out, uh, but it took me quite a while to learn that you don't drop the punchline oh, in the rehearsal. Yeah, yeah. You don't do I say, I've, I've got a joke here. Yeah, yeah. I've got I've something. Got here. Here. I'll bring something here. Yeah. Yeah. Prepare. Save it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Batten down the hatches. <laughs> the big rig's got a joke here. <laughs> the big rig. And then they're like, when it, was that the big rig joke? You shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear, hear um, <laughs> no, no, I'll think of another one. I've got another one. No, no. Big rig's got plenty. Adrian, the well's not dry. You hear Adrian in your ear going, Carrie, wrap it. Carrie's going to wrap it. Carrie's <laughs> going to wrap it. And you go, oh, okay. Oh, there it is. It's so, all over. Sometimes people, when they see earpieces in your ear, I reckon on TV, think you're getting a lot of technical lingo that they're not going to understand. A lot of the times on the project, I simply get, stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they always tell me not to be mean to people. Like if we play uh, quips of people, and I understand that we're using yeah. footage of them. Don't, but it's so tempting to give them shit. And a lot of the time, I get halfway through a rant, and they'll be like, "No, no, stop, stop!" I'm like, anyway, back to you, Wally. Uh, it sounds like Rob. It's Rob, right? Yeah, it's Rob. Yeah. <laughs> stop. It's a it's a fantastic show to to, to work on. But did yep. you did you enjoy the, the the breakfast radio thing? That's the thing yeah, you miss about it. it most. What do you not miss about it? Uh, the hours. The well, yeah, the hours. It takes over your life because I would gig at night as well. So I uh, often yeah. want to get home till eleven or something, and then you know you're up at four, 
You got, you got to master the day nap. Yes. But even then, you know, it just means for your social life, your social life is amazing. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm lucky in that uh, I'm pretty much the first to bed here though, but I, right. I try and get to bed usually around about 9, 9.30. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. If you can do that, that's great. Um, but right. when I'm actually in Brisbane and I'm not around Audrey and Gigi, I'm, I'm in bed at seven. I don't give a shit. Really? Oh, it's great. Yeah. It's See, great. I also get in my own head of like I'll go to do something like that and then I'll be like, hang on, you're young, which is barely the truth anyway. <laughs> but I'll go, you're young. This is the prime of your life. You've, you've got a job that you love. Go out. You don't have to be sober to talk. you just got to talk. And I was just, you know. It all kind of compounds and then you find yourself a mess. Yeah, pushing through. Yeah. Not recommended. I did that on Channel V once or twice. So yeah. I don't recommend it. No. No, no. Well, it just has a compounding effect. Yeah. Where you're fine for a while and then suddenly you're like, oh, that's weird. I took sh- seven shits today. <laughs> don't think that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> I slept in four days. Okay. You've, so you've had, you've had some, you know, a fair degree of, of, of success in, in your career. And I do want to talk about your new show in, in just a second. But what, what have you done when things haven't worked out? What's it feel like? You know, how do you deal with them when shows that you're on and you put a lot of effort into and then they go, oh, it's not coming back now? Yeah. Well, we did, we did a uh, TV show called This Week Live, which was on Channel 10. Wednesday nights. It was on Wednesday nights. It was, it was, after, it was after, the bachelor, after the first season of The Bachelor. Yeah. bachelor Offspring Us. Yeah. Um, and I still think it was a really good show. And we, we were told it was going to be renewed the whole time and then it, it uh, kind of a couple of weeks I noticed the cracks starting to – so have we been renewed? Yeah. Well, the thing with that is it, we, it will. It will still happen. And you just go – I try and take a zen-like situation. I try and go, you know what? I got to make a show that I was proud of with some people that I love. That's a rare thing for people to get. So that's great. Let's not be a sport kid about it and go, oh, why don't I get to do it again? Mm. It's like, no, you're lucky to get to do it once. That's what I say. <laughs> what I do is I drink myself into a hole for about a week <laughs> and then when anyone goes, what's going on with the show, I start crying and go, you don't know me. <laughs> um, but, but I think the, I'm getting better at that. But that's the business we've chosen. We've chosen of this business of seasonal work. It's also... I think, and maybe this is more so with stand-up, I think you get used to it always being shit. If anybody promises you something or there's a TV show that's going to happen or there's a radio show that's going to happen, I just say in my head it's, it's always shit. There's always going to be something shit about it and more of that will be revealed as it goes. <laughs> it's either, oh, by the way, the show's not this, it's this and, you know, this person is involved. Do you ever feel more brave that you've, no matter what, you've always got stand-up? Uh, but you can be a one-man show and you can go and work? I, I mean, I'm really grateful for that and I don't think... Because I can't. Yeah. I don't I, have and, and I can't go out and sell, sell out a room and, and make enough money for rent. And to me, that's insanity. That's like I can't imagine... Because stand-up is the thing. If I'm getting frustrated with something or a show has been cancelled or something like that, I, you know, work is how I get <laughs> through it. I go back and I, I will hammer stand-up clubs every night. And so I, I can't even imagine the, the dark days that must happen. The dark. <laughs> <laughs> I can promise you. Yeah. Um, tell me about how you got Who's Line Up because that is, I mean, I, my, the reason I got into radio was through 
learning how to do theatre sports, right. which was learning improvisational theatre, right. which when I got to radio, the current radio people at the time had never heard of someone who, what, you're able to just think as you go and, and just make it good. You don't have to write all your questions down first. And you're like, wow, how do you – and, you know, it was right. new for them that I was able to do this stuff on the fly and that's what got me my job in radio. Right. And has always been the backbone of what I've done. I mean, when I've lived in America, I went and did UCB and I would do Groundlings yeah. and stuff like that, I'd do all that shit and it would just kind of keep the blade sharp. And so when I saw that you're doing Whose Line here, I thought that is fucking great because for me – and you can, you know, tell me I'm, I'm full of shit. When you look at the, all the great American comedy and all the great American sitcoms, they all come from this Chicago-style improv background of these crews of people that have worked together and formed kind of teams or, 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 or collectives of workers and they, they all, you know, they create funny or die videos and then, boom, next thing you know it, you've got, you know, Parks and Rec going on and it's yeah. Amy Poehler who started fucking UCB and all the people that she started with. And, yeah. and the idea that now that improv scene in Australia is at a point where we can get a show up like this. I yeah. mean, they tried theatre sports a few times but never really worked on telly. Well, the, yeah, the thing they always got wrong is they didn't get improvisers. They got comedians or yeah. name people yeah. because they think that's what people want and hopefully this is the first time we've done it right. Hopefully. I mean, I don't know. But I think it's really good. We filmed it all. It's going to come out. I think they're looking at kind of October on the Comedy Channel, and yeah, it was a lot of fun to. And film. you're the uh, Aisha Tyler, Clive Anderson, Drew Carey. Yes, that's me. That's me. Um, and our cast is amazing. We've got Reese Darby is the one that people will know from Fight oh of the Concords. God. Um, oh, and Cal Wilson. Oh, my God, she's amazing. I kind of pitched it to our studio audience before I introduced them, and I believe this. It's either people you know and love or people that you'll have no idea about, but I guarantee you'll love by the end of it. Yeah, There's right. a kid, Tom Walker, who won Best Newcomer at the Comedy Festival this year. He's just uh, come out of the uh, Gollier Clowning School or Clown TAFE, as I call it. And The one over in Paris? Yeah. My goodness, I've seen some people that come out of there that are just extraordinary. Man, this kid is a force. He's awesome. He's, yeah, yeah, great. But, yeah, I think a lot of people don't realise a lot of those famous movies came from SNL characters, like, you know, Blues Brothers, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wayne's World. But that all, all came from Improv Olympic and yeah. Second City and yeah. UCB. It all came from this improv background of these crews of people, these teams of yeah. people that all moved together. Yeah. They all moved, like, Adam McKay and Will Ferrell. Like, there's, there's footage of Adam McKay on stage. I just He was this geeky kind of weird-looking. He's huge. He's a big guy. Yeah. And he's in his 20s just being so fucking funny. Yeah. Just out of control funny. Yeah. And you can only imagine that now he's using that skill with him and Will Ferrell when you watch the outtakes of Anchorman or Talladega Nights when he just does take after take after yeah. take after take after take. It's Adam McKay just throwing improv lines at him and Will just accepting the offer and going for it. Yeah. It's brilliant. Well, and I wanted to do a real focus on making it a good live event. Like we've got a house. It's a bit more kind of Tonight Showy than yeah. those ones. We've got a house band. Uh, which is Kit Warhurst and he put a band together for it and they're incredible. And then we had, it was at ABC. Here so in Ultimo? Had, no, down in, in uh, Melbourne. Yeah, Gordon Street. And we put on, we filmed for about an hour and a half and so often for audiences for TV shows, it's a horrible experience. Oh, so they're stuck there for eight hours. It's no amount of jelly snakes of that can make nah, people happy. No. Nah. And so I was really determined to not make it anything like that. So we put on basically an event and – Studio audience loved it. They'd leave, they'd come back to the next show, they'd, you know, and so 
I think we've done all the right things. Yeah. It's kind of out of our hands now. I mean, I've seen rough cuts of a few of the episodes and I, it's really punchy. Um, yeah, I just hope people like it. Well, I, I hope that we as a – because for me the thing that's really missing is we haven't had a really great sitcom multi-camera in this country for 20, 30 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been a few single cameras. Well, I just, we just, yeah. You just pitched one? Well, no, I was part of one. The hilarious Denise Scott wrote a great sitcom and I was playing her son in it and we shot the pilot and uh, seven passed on it. But I had the same thoughts about it. I was like, oh, this is a great family, really funny show that that is, is perfect for this country and I think would be great and unfortunately didn't get it. And get up, but yeah. Fuck, man, I would love to see. I mean, we. It's not like Australia is unfamiliar with the language. It's it's, you know, it's a it's a set formula. The twenty one minute sitcom is a set fucking formula, and people understand the, the 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 language, understand the communication. But to slot some Australian into that, yeah. I mean, we watch a Big Bang Theory about a fucking toothbrush. Yeah, it's hard though. People are so are so brutal. I mean, say what you want about Habib's. The fact that there is some comedy on TV is is great and I feel like people should be more supportive. Comedians are the worst at, oh, this piece of shit. It's like, man, that piece of shit is employing five of your mates mm. that otherwise don't have jobs. And 40 crew. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. Boy. So, yeah. I hope – and Foxtel have been awesome. Yeah, they're great. They've been so so supportive. And comedy Channel or Comedy Central? Comedy Channel. Hey. Yeah. And uh, – they're really keen on making more Aussie content. They're really happy happy with the show so far. So you always just want these things to be good enough to go again. Yeah. So fingers crossed. I think you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> and what's the low work in the race? Is he just a, is he the weapon? Does he need do you need to hand over the bell buckle? Um, he's he's awesome. He's got funny bones, and you just let him go. Yeah. You just say, "Hey, Reese, say anything, and he'll he'll serve you up something." <laughs> it is um, it work. We talk about breakfast radio. It is uh, what's a joy, what's a true joy is knowing that if I get into something but I have no idea what the out is, just to know that Stav and Abby are there yeah, and they are to be 100% relied on and I just, just don't worry if you yeah. don't find the out. It's okay if you don't know where the out is. Just get all the way to the end of the, of the premise yeah, and they'll – They'll, they'll, they'll catch you. Yeah. Yeah. They'll give you shit or. And that's yeah. an extraordinary, it's an extraordinary thing to have. It's know? also a really important position to put yourself in, I think, the, to take your safety net away. I think writing your, for want of a better word, punchlines to stories, all it does in radio, it means you stop listening to other people and you're not willing to go off track because you're going, oh, but if they start bringing up something in your story, you're like, oh, no, but I've prepared a punchline that's down this. Yeah. Area. And it's you're taking me away from the word that I really need to call back to. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah see, yeah, now yeah, I can't yeah, do yeah. that. Now, oh, yeah. but I'm determined. I'm yeah. going to take another minute and a half. I'm going to get back on. Yeah. So what I was saying was <laughs> that's, the wor- that's the worst sentence in. Yeah. So anyway, what I was saying, yeah. it's like, oh, man, just have yeah. some faith in the people you work with. Yeah. But then also <laughs> that doesn't work if you don't have good people. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the other thing. You've got to be able to rely on those people. And yeah. I, I, Stab's one of those guys that just got, he's just got superpowers. Yeah. And it freaks me out. Yeah. It bothers me. I don't know how he does it. Yeah. I really don't know how he does it. He's just figured out the maths of it so intently 
whether it be a nuance way that I say something or a, a, a particular noun, he just is able to just just reverse it or exaggerate it or simplify it faster than I can even think. Yeah. He just can find that funny in everything. I mean, let's touch base in a year's time when you hate each other and... <laughs> That's the other thing. He's, he is the survivor of Australian radio. 11 right. years he's done. That. Yeah, right. He knows. That, yeah, the other best thing, he is so fucking funny, but he also knows how to stay... In a Employed. team. He knows how to stay in a team. <laughs> yeah. Because in but radio. It, but it seems like I've met all the guys in your team. It seems like you're genuinely lovely people and that's – I mean, I had an amazing experience in radio. Michelle's still one of my best friends um, and I love her and respect her. But I think a lot of people, particularly in those teams where they haven't been mates before and they've just grabbed a footy player, mm. a reality show or some, you know. Yeah. I, I don't think that's the – common experience i think right. you are lucky i'm very lucky yeah I'm very well there's two things you can be in radio you can be right or unemployed <laughs> you know right and unemployed or you can get along with people sure and you know sure and it's not that hard to get along with people in radio yeah and but that's, that's from both sides you know? yes it's, it's from both sides it's a very small room to have uh, big egos in yeah. and when you have the footy player the reality star and the veteran yeah uh and you put them all in there that's a lot of Particularly when you've all had bugger all sleep. Mm. It's a lot of space. It's a lot of, lot of ego space to take up. Um, but that can also make good radio. Yeah. People fighting on radio. What did I hear the other day? What was it? Uh, Craig Bruce was talking about that Husey and Kate just got into this pretty much a fight on air. They didn't play a song for 15 minutes. Right. They just argued. Yeah. And the callers started coming in and it was just on. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah, but again, what, 12 years? Uh, yeah, I reckon this would be their f- 15th. Yeah. With one off in there. Yeah. yeah. How's, how's sleeping in now? Uh, great. Yeah. I'm happy that I've been in ages. I was – it took a while for to catch up on sleep, but also I got myself in a – not a good way just in terms of partying too much and stuff at the start of the year. So I was expecting to feel refreshed and like I had all this, but I wasn't feeling any of those joys because mm-hmm. I was touring, doing festivals and just smashing dance floors and everything. Um, and so, yeah, now I'm good and I'm working on new things and I'm really happy. Well, that's good. Yeah. Are you still having to convince girls to kiss you or is it a bit yeah. easier these days? I'm having to convince them, but my um, – my look of desperation is getting better. Uh, nobody wants a pity fuck. Speak for yourself. <laughs> the weather wants a pity fuck. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks so much for coming around today. Hey, thanks. I'm for really grateful us. because otherwise, it just, I, I'm on, I have a week off this year in September. Where are you going? Away. Somewhere far away. Okay. Close enough that in that week isn't four days of travel, but... I mean, this is pretty nice. It's pretty nice, but I, I actually don't actually have... Because there's so many podcasts I want to do, but there are a lot of people in Melbourne. And so yeah. the opportunity to get down there and actually have conversations like this is tough. Um, so I'm so grateful that you reached out yesterday on Instagreasy of all things. Yeah. Well, we'd spoken about it a few times. It was nice to actually happen. Cool, man. It's I'm good gonna, to see you, bro. And you. I'm going to take your photo on that camera. 
I mean, on the camera that's gaffer taped to the end of your shoe and you've been putting under the table and there's been flashes coming up this whole time, that camera? Weapon by name. (laughs) (laughs) The old up jeans. (laughs) See again, when you find those pornos, you're like, "Ah, went to all this trouble to pick up someone's dirty wank mag and uh." no, not for me. All right, I'm going to take a photo. Okay. And that was Tommy Little. Uh, You can follow him on Twitter, Tommy underscore Little. He's also on Instagram, Mrs. Tommy Little. And uh, go and see him. Go and see him when he's out doing stand-up. I do envy that ability to just go out and do stand-up, to know that you can always find work, that you don't have to rely on the whim of a network or something like that. You can just find a club and make enough money for rent. Eh, maybe, uh, have I got tickets thinking I could do that? I don't know. Thanks to everybody that supports the show on Patreon. Thanks for you. Without you, we wouldn't have a show. So if you support the show, understand that the only reason this is happening is because you're here. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, Big thanks to Andy Ma, who produced this episode. Um, Thanks to Audrey for putting up with my shit. Uh, Thanks to Gigi for being a wonderful human being in my life. I might have to go get on my bike but it's windy. (laughs) Yes, even more reason to go get on my bike. (laughs) Hey, thanks heaps for listening. I love you. Thanks for sending all the photos through. Uh, Thanks to everybody that reviewed the show on iTunes. Oh, shit, I've got to give one away, don't I? (gasps) I've got to give a... I always give away... If you review the show on iTunes, all right, I I give away a... uh, a download of the exclusive episodes that are normally available only to podcast subscribers. So if you leave a review on iTunes uh, in this week, I will give you the uh, downloads that exist at this moment. Um, let's have a looky here. Who has reviewed the show this week? All right, here we are. We're at this page. Going flick, flick, flick. With my, I don't know where the mouse is. And go. Where is that? There we go. Uh, this is coming from Madeline. Thank you, Madeline, M-A-D-D-I-L-I-O-N. Thank you so much. Uh, I'd like having a coffee with a friend. You're proudly Patreoning this podcast. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much uh, for supporting the show. You already have the downloads, though. So who who else am I going to give it to? I have to use the other finger down because I don't know where to look. Okay. All right. Uh, This is from Kylie... Ch, K-Y-L-I-E-C-H, raw, honest, entertaining, inspiring, warm. Thanks, Osha. Thank you, Kylie. Get in touch with me. Get in touch with me. Uh, send me an email. Send Osha email at gmail.com and I will send you the exclusive episodes as they exist right now. Um, if you want to have a chance at uh, those exclusive episodes, you can either support the show at patreon.com slash Osha or leave a review on iTunes because for some reason the iTunes, iTunes algorithm works on a mysterious, mystic-like combination of downloads and reviews. Don't know how it works, but that's how it works. So, hey, thank you. I love you for listening. Have a wonderful week. Until we see each other again, I put my arms around you and I say sleep well and dream of beautiful things.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.